Nate Allen of Destroy Nate Allen is here with The Antidote. Nate, man, it's great to have you with us. Well, it's great to be here. The last time I was at a Destroy Nate Allen show, your hair was blue. But I know you like to switch it around, so what color are you currently running? You know, I'm. it's currently natural with, with a little bit of leftover from my last uh, dye job. I did a Kickstarter for a side project, and in that Kickstarter there was Wild Nate and Normal Nate to kind of show an evolution of this one record. And so I went on tour with the other band and tried to look like Normal Nate, and so that's kind of what I look like right now, and we'll see how long that lasts. It might not last very many days. <laughs> you got to give us a story. Why is it that you want to have Nate Allen destroyed? Well, probably around 10 years ago, I was playing music as Nate Allen, so just me, my guitar. And I went through what was just a season of change on every level. I mean, it was maturity-wise, emotionally, spiritually. Uh, I was really dealing with a lot of depression, a lot of anxiety, bitterness, fear, all sorts of emotional things. And that ended up leading me to quit music for a season. And in that season, like I started kind of growing in all these different areas as I took time for my internal process versus just, you know, going and playing music all the time. Sure. And over that year, I changed a lot as, as a person. And so in a lot of ways, that Nate Allen just wasn't the same anymore. And so I, I was a very unknown musician at the time, uh, you know, sold just a handful of CDs. And I was going to buy destroynateallen.com to make fun of myself and try to maybe get someone to pay attention. And I brought that up to Tessa, who's now my wife at the time. She's just my friend. About yeah, I'm thinking of buying this destroynateallen.com website. And her response is, "Is that going to be your new band name?" And I thought, "Oh, well, maybe." And I went and thought about it for a while and decided that yeah, it would be a band name. And so it kind of marked a new season in my process. You basically switched from normality to chaos. Yeah, and I mean pretty. I would say conventional musician. I played folk songs and stood in the corner of coffee shops and played them. And then eventually started touring. And as I toured more and more, that quiet coffee shop performance got traded out for something much more boisterous. You're just one half of Destroy Nate Allen. How about telling us about your other band member? Yeah, that would be Tessa, my, my wife. When we got married in 2008, I had her join the band. It was like I'd played some music with a friend in Michigan, and he had his wife join his project, kind of under the, the premise that, well, you know, this is just something I'm doing for fun, and so why can't you have fun as well? And so when Tessa and I became a couple, I was like, well, why don't you join the band? And so we've just decided to see how our personalities and musical styles would, would mix together. And so I think she made Destroying It Allen more theatrical, and kind of probably more punk rock than I would have evolved on my own. So that's kind of what she brings to it. It's a very outgoing personality, which definitely changed the, the nature of the project. Now, you said that you made her join the band. You, well, made, that, you made her? <laughs> yeah, first, I contacted her. No, well, I, I think it was just she'd always wanted to tour and to, to travel. And so it was like, hey, why don't you join the band? Um, at that point, it was very much a, let's just see what happens together. I think later on, we've been we've been playing music together for over seven years now. There there was definitely points where I was pulling her along in my exuberance or you know workaholic nature or whatever you want to call it. 
that it was like, okay, I'm pulling her into my idea. Now we need to learn what is a healthier balance that, uh, as far as making her do something, I've definitely been guilty of that. The first thing I think it was just, uh, let's see what happens together. So was it just one of your wild hair colors that drew you two together? You know, we, we lived in San Francisco at the time and we were going to a, a little church there and didn't have any other rock and roll friends. And so just from an early on in our friendship, we were kind of the, the two people that would go to shows. Um, at that point, we went to a lot of hardcore shows together. And uh, we ended up being best friends for three years, almost by default, because we didn't have anyone else that shared our interests. And so we just spent a lot of time together. And that was just the nature of, I guess, hanging out and calling. And I actually had this old cell phone that would only hold charge for a few minutes. And so I only had one number memorized in, in the city. And I was dealing with this really, I mean, an intense level of depression where I was literally crying every 15 minutes if I wasn't talking to someone. I was just really breaking down. And so I would call her as soon as I could get my phone charged after work. It's because I needed to hang out with somebody. So I called Tessa. And she just thought, oh, man, this guy's such an idiot. His phone's never charged. Because I'd always say, my phone's about to die. But the reality was it was a, you know, a bad battery. So we just ended up spending a lot of time together by default at first. Um, and then, you know, we, we ended up really enjoying each other's company. Tessa, she is dramatic, isn't she? Yes, very much. <laughs> Clothing, style, outgoing, performance, everything. Yeah, uh, she's full, full colored. Uh, specifically, I think she just enjoys bright colors and shiny things and, you know, both stylistically and just as a personal preferences. So, I guess that ties right into Destroy Nate Allen because you guys don't have a typical punk sound. Um, no. I, I don't know, what would you call it? Alt-punk, acoustic punk? Does that fit? Well, the, the word folk punk is sometimes used. What I tend to say is we play interactive sing-along folk punk. So that's how I describe what we do. And how do you get the crowd going when you're at a show? Well, with with Destroying It Allen, we just kind of throw ourselves at their mercy. And uh, <laughs> with, a big, with a big sing-along or, a, you know, that's generally what we start every show with is just throw me out in the middle of the crowd and, and start carrying on. And I mean, we actually have this, this little theme song now. It's I Say Nate, You Say Allen. And generally, that works pretty good. So within the first few seconds of the concert, even if you've never seen us before, people are they're singing along and having a good time, and, and that's kind of how we start. But you play with quite a wide variety of bands, genres, and whatnot. Totally. And what's your favorite style? What type of band do you most enjoy playing with? I, I have decided that I like bands with personality. So... If I'm playing with somebody and I can I can figure out you know what makes them unique and that's coming through, and that might mean they just you know tell really good stories or they get the crowd to do silly antics or whatever. But if they have if they have a real tangible personality, um, I think that kind of surpasses style for me at this point. You know if I can see a really good hardcore band but their singer is you know really connecting with the audience and really authentic, then that will work for me as good as you know folk band or a punk band. And how crazy do the shows get? Because, I mean, you're coming across here as being relatively normal, but I have seen one of your shows, so I, know, I think you're putting on a false front. <laughs> it's nice for you to say that, because I, I agree. Um, well, I mean, our shows are, 
we're just, I mean, they're very, very interactive, so they can get wild. I mean, I think we get as wild as the audience, so, I mean, it'll be a concert that, you know, is, is 15 people in a in a small space, and then we'll go into the bathroom, and we'll all, you know, end up with crowd surfing in the bathroom. And, I mean, it, I, I never know how the shows will end, and I never know how they'll go, so... Um, my goal is to do something different every night at every single concert we ever play. So I just constantly changing little tiny things or taking chances. I don't know, taking chances. That would definitely be crowd surfing in a bathroom stall. Totally. Um, we throw ourselves at the mercy of our audience. So that might mean letting them take over the control of the concert. You know, sometimes I'll go to sing something and they'll be singing something else. So we'll switch up and start singing what they're singing. Uh, or, or, I mean, giving them permission to really, we start each, each concert lately has been, we say the phrase, you have permission to have more fun, which kind of is giving them permission to, you know, dance crazier or interact with us in a way that you wouldn't necessarily interact at a, a normal concert. And so that really is like kind of changing the dynamic of what, what happens. You ever find situations come up when you're at a show and people just can't quite figure out Destroy Nate Allen? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's there's definitely moments where we throw ourselves out there and they just stand and stare and don't do anything. <laughs> and, and I mean, we were in, I think it was Ohio, Cincinnati, several years ago. And I asked people like, so what's going on? This is like, you know, we're throwing ourselves out there. You're just standing and staring. And their response was, well, we just don't know what to do with you. <laughs> And so that that happens from time to time, not that often, but I mean, we uh, we definitely run into concerts where you know we get wild and they just stand there and stare at you. <laughs> and and generally by the end of one of those nights, I call them working nights. We'll you know do our 20, 20, 30 minute show, and they'll do zero return. You know there'll be no no clapping, no smiling. And by the end of the night, I can get you know ten percent of that crowd to interact, to do a sing along, to kind of do a goofy dance. You know, that, that works. It's just a working night. And then there's the nights that that 10% never turns or that, you know, on a good night, everybody's into it. And on a bad night, though, it's like, oh, well, we just went through that concert <laughs> and did our show. And then sometimes people come up to us and just say, you know, it was like the most unusual or most amazing thing they'd ever seen. They just, you know, it was so far outside of their realm of, I guess, normal that they just didn't, <laughs> were kind of like shocked the whole time. So some even on those nights that are like the worst nights, we'll get some of the the most interesting, awesome feedback. You do have a really unusual show, but you also cover some pretty unusual topics in your music. You ever find that you're just alienating some of the conservatives in the crowd? Well, I think it goes both ways. I mean, we we have, you know, a song that would say, uh, you know, a song called "Jesus Keep Us Safe from the Cops" that might hit some people in a weird way. But then we have topics that will go the other way. It's like we're kind of maybe too too conventional lyrically for some people in the same way that we're too uh, too wild or something. So it goes both ways. Well, you brought up that song, Jesus Keep Us Safe from the Cops. Love to hear your comments on that song. Well, actually, we're, I'm in, I live in Kansas City now, so I can tell you how I wrote it. Because um, there's a, a Walmart not far from here that when I first started traveling, I traveled through here. And I slept at that Walmart after the concert. And during the, the night, I was visited by two sets of, of officers. The first one came around, I don't know, it's probably 2.30 in the morning, maybe 3. 
they asked asked me a set of questions. Why are you sleeping in your van? I'm like, I don't have a home. Why don't you have a home? I'm a musician. Why are you here? I'm on tour. Like, what's your name? I say, Nate Allen. And then they said, well, you could be killed for sleeping in this parking lot. And I was like, okay, whatever. <laughs> I'll just, you know, go back to bed. And then four hours later, two more cops came and they ran me through the exact same set of questions, exact word for word, all the way through. And then when it got to, what's your name? I said, Nate. And they said, Alan. And it was like, oh, really, really eerie. And then they told me I could be killed for sleeping in that parking lot. They weren't necessarily threatening me, but that was a realm of a, a tour. I was on tour for six months by myself in a van and I got stopped 15 times by police officers. So oh my. I developed what I would say was a very tangible phobia of officers, even though, I mean, I have, I have family who are, are police officers and that I felt safe around. But in, in that season, I was definitely scared. And then, then we've seen lots of people, I mean, it's in the news all the time now, of people that have felt uh, on the wrong side of many police interactions. So as I started writing that song, it took about a year before it became a request. And normally, like, we only play it when it's requested. Then when it's requested, you know, we hear the, the funniest stories of people who have been driving and scared or, I mean, and then they're getting followed by a cop and they start singing it and the cop stops following them. And, and we've seen that happen many, many times. You know, we've heard all sorts of stories. So this is the real reason that you have now have Tessa, because she's the muscle of the band. <laughs> Maybe. I'm more prone to, to breaking up things, I think, and I tend to be a bit of a fight stopper over the years. So if there's a something that need, that's escalating, I uh, I tend to jump into the middle of it. Another one of your songs that grabbed me, this is one of the first that I ever heard, Booby Bar. I mean, I howled when I first heard it, and I think, you know what, it makes a lot of sense, but maybe you should fill us in. Well, that song, it's actually a great example of a song that would, would make somebody who... Um, is less conservative uncomfortable because that, I mean, that song is basically that a strip club is not a good place to, to start a relationship or find one. And we wrote that. I think Tessa wrote almost all of that in, I think we're in the South, some Southern U S somewhere. And we drove by a strip club that was called mouse's ear gentlemen's club. And, you know, we've traveled the U S for hundreds and hundreds of days and never seen a strip club with a, such a silly name. <laughs> And so she saw the name and thought it was funny and just wrote this song about that. Because, I mean, what we, what we know more than anything else is, I mean, we're, we're very focused on relationships, both of the friendship kind and the romantic kind. Um, it's kind of our thing. So I think she turned it into kind of a commentary about that that's not the best place to find a relationship. That's, that's what that song's about. I've got a couple other songs picked out here, but maybe I should just get you to comment on one. I'll let you pick which one you want to talk about. The other ones I had written down were Electrified, Broken mm-hmm. Wings, and of okay. course your classic one, Asshole. Oh. <laughs> so you pick um, which one you want to talk about. I'll um I'll give you a short commentary on Broken Wings and then I'll go into Asshole. That's that's more of a sure topic, I think. Um so Broken Wings is a song that I've written kind of about like lost friendship i mean lose people over the over the years and i think i wrote that about a friend that you know lost them as a friend and you know here you are in a situation where i'm and with a group of people like kind of the the people that are doing the right thing but then we watch our friend go 
down a path that was destructive for him and other people around him and just kind of like, okay, I'm in this horrible place of watching my friend hurt himself and kind of wrestling with the, the emotion of the weight of that emotion. Mm-hmm. So that's what that song is really about and asking, you know, God, I mean, come and help, you know, show up in the midst of the situation where it's very unfortunate. Um, so that's what that, that song is, is very much about. Uh, Asshole, on the other hand, is a very much a song that I, I sing as a confessional when I've, you know, hurt Tessa particularly or somebody else at the show. And I realize I can look at myself and say, hey, I've done something uh, stupid this day. And so I, I will start a show with that if I have been a jerk to her or somebody else as just a public apology. It's my, like, my favorite song to play oftentimes. Because it really, it's interesting because it, it, people at first think it's a joke and then they realize that it's very much a serious song of a public apology and kind of owning up to my, my end of things. And it will, it'll change the atmosphere of the room. Take any of that like kind of joking party pretense right out of a room and just kind of sober everybody up. Also, it's, it's good because I can publicly apologize though. Sometimes when I need to do that, it'll, uh, it'll rectify a situation. I think that's been the most interesting thing I've found with your band, because you come across as being a bit of a novelty, but you realize that there really is quite a bit of depth to what you're put out. Yeah, we uh, we definitely enjoy being a goofy band, especially live. But um, I mean, I think Tess and I both enjoy depth as much as we enjoy being goofy. Well, that sort of raises another question then. Um, I don't know, this could be easier, it could be hard. How would you describe the purpose of Destroy Nate Allen? Well, I think the purpose of Destroy Nate Allen live is we want to leave people in a better place. So, you know, if you've had a horrible day, I hope you can come see us and, and leave feeling like you've experienced some joy. And uh, I, I heard a friend say that but about 80% of music uh, exists for a pastoral reason or a reason to basically care for someone or make them feel better. Um, even, I mean, if you're talking, you know, heavy metal or, or goth or something that would be darker, I think it serves the same purpose and that it's, it can be cathartic and help you, you know, if you're feeling bad, you know, go to a show that they can help that emotion work itself out. And so I think destroying it, Alan live, particularly that's, that's our function. Um, recorded wise, our goal is, I mean, to put out records we like, but, also, just to um, kind of carry that across where it's like, this is who we are. And uh, hopefully when you interact with us, you end up going from the point where you are to maybe a, a better point when we're done. You've got a buttload of music. So where are people <laughs> going to pick up that music? Oh, if you go to our band camp or our, our destroynateallen.com, you'll be able to find a lot of it. I mean, I think we're probably a little over 100 songs that we've released in the last seven years <laughs> that's that's a lot of work yeah it's uh and we're actually there's a there's a part where we're kind of dividing it into two separate projects so there'll be the the part where tessa and i are kind of going full-fledged into what we do which is, is kind of what people experience live most of the time and then i'm kind of putting some focus on a uh, quieter sets of songs which in our current destroyed allen live framework doesn't really work um so we play, you know, five, six, seven songs a night, and which is less than 10% of what I've released uh, since we started. So trying to develop a way that I can play those songs and still do Destroy Need Allen. So you do it as two separate entities, or do you yeah. try to blend the two? 
Well, I, mean, I think we've we've tried to blend the two for the whole time we've been a band, and we've just we're learning that I think there's more space if we divide them a little bit. So I'm trying to figure out how that works out, where I can play, you know, a set of of serious, somber toned songs. I mean, it's still me, but it definitely has a different feel. You're just gonna have to go off stage and put a suit on. <laughs> you know, we actually did a tour maybe two months ago where I had this uh, I have a side project called the Packaway Dots, and we we opened the the shows as the Packaway Dots, which is real serious, you know, it's kind of social commentary and uh, more more traditional rock and roll. And then our drummer, you know, started playing some beats and he was goofing off and making noise and doing his thing and we ran off and put our costumes on for destroying the island and ran back out and just started that show um, <laughs> which was quite fun it was like we you know our first ever costume change uh and so we did that for a few nights and uh i think that worked out pretty well so what's up next for destroy nate allen you going to do any summer touring we are we'll be doing well we're going next weekend we are going to go play a show in chicago with uh, a band called Steve Taylor and the Perfect Foil and Danielson family, who are you know two of our our favorites, and so we're going to join them, and then we'll be doing yeah some summer touring and hopefully some touring in the fall as well. I actually have a a record for my side project, the Packaway Dots, that'll be coming out pretty soon. I'm actually waiting on the vinyl right now, or else it would be out. Um, so that's that's the next thing I'm releasing, and then we'll be doing some more Destroyed Allen. Well, that's great, Nate. Thanks a lot for coming on The Antidote, man. It's been great meeting with you. Thank you very much for taking time. Enjoy the rest of your drive. Thank you. Okay, Nate, take care.